Hi, and welcome to Top Shelf Shenanigans, a podcast where two real-life best friends discuss our favorite best pre- best friend pairing, Nicole Hot and Winona Earp. My name is Janie, and I'm here with my best friend, Kelly. Hi. And we are going to discuss, um, in various different lengths, degrees, depths, whatever you want to say, why not? Because, well, why not? So um, I guess we're going to start out with a little intro about who we are and why we decided to do this. We've been friends for what? Ooh. Uh, is it five years or is it still like four, four and a half, five four years? Four and a half, almost five years. Yeah. I, I'm like going the places that I've lived and moved since we've become friends. Yeah. I'm going through um, breakups and marriages. So <laughs> cut that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I think it's like four and a half, five years. Yeah, it's almost five years. Uh Um, And we met online, as most Mm -hmm. friends do these days, right? Yes. Through common interests. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of from that day, we just have just been, we're uh, kindred spirits, soulmates. We often joke. Definitely. We we often joke we're the same person. Um, Definitely the same person who, uh, well, we have differences, but the differences complement each other perfectly. Much like um, Winona and Nicole. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're here, right? Yes. Because we see ourselves in them. I guess I'm the Nicole more so. <laughs> There's a part of me that is Winona. <laughs> yes, I think you're more Nicole and I'm more Winona, but there are certain aspects of each character that we both have. Yeah. For sure. We both feel strongly um, that they are soulmates. Mm-hmm. In a platonic way, of course. Yes, we're not a step- friendship variety. Yeah, we are not stepping on anybody's toes here. <laughs> um, you know, we both love Waverly and Nicole together. Yes. Um, we both support uh, whatever friendship relationship, romantic relationship that this fandom chooses to support. We are all there to um champion it and say go for it you do you Mm -hmm. takes all types to make the world go round (laughs) yeah exactly and uh so we're not saying our friendship um pairing is any better or worse than anybody else we are just celebrating it in our own little way yeah does that mean that we won't get into probably one day down the road that they would be good together romantically uh no that discussion is probably coming huh yeah, I think so. And I think we could talk about if they actually would be compatible or not and why or why not. Exactly. Why not? <laughs> I hate yeah, you. I know you do. We're we're just going to discuss all of it. That's the point. Um yeah. this fandom has so many different corners and niches and or niches? No. That Nietzsche is a, an author. Um yes. Uh, that get celebrated by so many different types of people. Of course, mm-hmm. you've got um, the way hotters. You've got the people that just live and breathe by the Earp sisters relationship, um, not in a sexy way, in a <laughs> in a family way. Um, oh wait, that sounds like they're pregnant. Er, er. <laughs> um, you know, people celebrate and want you know to see Winona and Doc. People want to see you know some people like. 
Doc and Bobo, some people like, you know, Rosita and Waverly, whatever the case may be, we're not stepping on anybody's toes. Nothing is better or worse. They're all equal in our eyes. They're all fantastic, which lends to how amazing the show itself is. Um, All the different options, the characters are just great. The writing's fantastic. It keeps us guessing. It, It draws us in. It makes us connect to each other, to the characters and to the cast. And the cast is amazing, too. So we're not we're not saying anything is better than or worse. We're just saying this is our little corner. This is our little spot that we want to celebrate and nobody else was doing it. So we decided to. Yep. That's where we're at. Um, so you can send the hate mail at www.go. At, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So uh, we decided to do this because of 4-1. Yes, that you, you had many feelings about that episode I did um (laughs) mostly I cried out a little bit when Nicole called Winona her best friend Mm -hmm. because for me and for you we've known their best friends oh yeah seen their chemistry their potential from the Mm get-go and to have that in canon for me personally was really really validating for how much they mean to me as a friend duo yeah, I definitely feel the same way with that, that it was so nice to have their friendship completely represented and like spelled out as to how good of friends they actually are and not just like, oh, we just kind of like to give each other a hard time sometimes. Well, we as best friends in real life, as real humans, mm-hmm. give each other shit all the time. I know. And so... I guess that's what we saw reflected is, you know, Winona's sarcasm and the way she's always teasing. And And can't take anything seriously. Yeah. I don't know anybody who does that, so. Yeah. (laughs) No one. Who takes anything seriously. Right. Uh, Nicole, but, you know, that's why we love her. (laughs) So anyway. um, nerd. Yeah, right? She's a dweeb. So we decided, we talked, and I was like, I could do a TED Talk on how much I love them. And... You were like, I would listen to that TED Talk. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, let's start a podcast. And you're like, haha, yeah, let's do it. And then we did it. It, Yeah, and here we are. And here we are. So I know everybody's still riding that high of episode four or season four, episode one. If you have loved them since the beginning and that episode was like the Holy Grail and you're so happy and you uh, want to celebrate them, then hi, welcome. If that episode was the first time you could really believe them as friends, um, hi, welcome. If you are skeptical of their friendship still and you think maybe that was a little forced, I don't know. I haven't seen that. But if that's what you believe, hi, welcome. We're going to we're going to just discuss all realms, everything about them. So hopefully we can change some minds or cement some hearts into just celebrating these two characters together. Mm hmm. Um, so I don't want to talk about 4-1 yet. Um, I'm still a little emotionally unstable <laughs> <in> it. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's always best to start at the very beginning of a story. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. And I thought if we were going to celebrate them and say, look, 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 they're best friends. We've known it from the beginning. We might mm-hmm. as well start from the beginning, right? Yeah. Okay. So you remember when we started talking about this? And I said, hey, just quick question off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to this, but do you remember the first time they interacted on screen? 
Yes, you did ask me that. And And I believe I was not sure of my answer at all. But I did give you one. Uh But I was definitely not 100%. But now I do know the answer because we've gone back and like rewatched scenes and things. So and you were correct, which is amazing. Right. Uh, same. Like I had not even got given it any thought. And then as soon as I posed that question, I thought about it and I was like, wait, I do know the answer to this. So what is the answer? Um, the answer would be in episode two of the first season and uh, dolls and Winona are in, I guess, his little section of the police station and Nicole knocks and immediately walks in. Mm hmm. Yes. And she's and that, smiling. Yes. And happy. Yes. You know, being her Nicole self and dolls immediately like shuts her down and basically yells at her. So, yeah, she's like, <laughs> OK, number one, I just want to comment. I miss her braid. And so I'm excited to see it back in four two, even mm-hmm. if temporarily. And um, she she establishes very quickly that she is here to help that she wants to help she loves to help um and then dolls is like well if you enter my office again without knocking i'll kill you basically yeah basically he threatens her with treason which the penalty of treason would be death which winona totally knew oh yeah totally totally yeah (laughs) she she knows things um uh, what I did find interesting is immediately when Nicole leaves the room, Winona is, is like basically talking to dolls and asking what his problem is. Um, you know, she doesn't know Nicole at all, but she's mm-hmm. almost immediately standing up for her. And she corrected him that, you know, Nicole knocked. Yeah, she defends Nicole. She defends mm-hmm. um, uh, at this point. In the story, which is so early on, um, an innocent bystander, so to, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I she knew nothing about her. She had no reason to even really care, which right. is a little, it's a little bit out of character for Winona, kind of, because, you know, normally we see her, she doesn't really give a shit uh, mm-hmm. about somebody she doesn't know. Uh, and then, but she felt she had to say something for Nicole, which I felt it. It was interesting. Um, for me, I felt uh, Winona does have that sense of she's the heir. She has to protect purgatory, even though they're all mm-hmm. assholes. Um, <laughs> so maybe she, it's not that she doesn't necessarily care about someone she doesn't know. But my the interesting part to me was the fact that she defended Nicole, even though Nicole's a cop. And, you know, she That's doesn't true. she doesn't jive with cops or she has yeah. this whole thing against authority, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, you see it right at the beginning when she comes to Purgatory with Nedley. It flips him off. <laughs> yeah. That's why it was interesting to me as mm-hmm. well. Like, I did have a thought there. Was that the first time they had ever talked to each other, seen each other, even like off screen, so to speak? Because you don't know at this point how long Nicole's been in town. True. How, how much she knows, how long she's been working there. But the way Nicole walks in and she's looking around and she's smiling and she looks right at Winona and she's like, hi, I'm Nicole. So you do get that kind of feel that that is their first time ever like crossing paths. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's definitely the first time that they've met at all. Yeah. Again, and she's a cop. She can. But Winona still stands up for her, mm-hmm. which 
I feel, I mean, obviously it's significant. Yes, it is. So yeah, I mean, that's where our humble beginnings. Um, and then same in the next episode, it's kind of just a passing interaction. Yeah. Where she it's, knocks. it's basically the same, almost the same thing, only Waverly's there this time. And they do have a lot of Waverly's research about the family and the revenants. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's all over the place. So what I did notice in that scene is that as soon as Nicole knocks, Dolls and Waverly are immediately, like, covering things up or putting stuff in drawers. Winona doesn't seem to care if Nicole sees anything. She just keeps sitting there with her donut yeah like did. she she had she had no care to hide anything yeah and I think uh you know I mean you could say is that just why Nona's doesn't give a fuck attitude yeah or uh, being lazy because she would rather just not put things away yeah because she doesn't seem to hide the demons in the, she doesn't seem to have that urge because she's been dealing with them her entire life and she got put away because she said there was demons and nobody believed her. So I think she's at the point yeah. where she's just like, well, nobody believes me anyway. So why the fuck do I care if they see it is? Yeah, exactly. Like she already has the uh, crazy stigma on her, mm-hmm. you know, so. where she's not at all crazy. Right. She's like, well, fine. Let her see. You. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and then I guess later in that episode, the only other time Nicole's around is when Winona's in pawn shop. But, you know, she's mm-hmm. there in the capacity of she's the backup. She's the local yeah. cop. There's a hostage situation. She's there to um, protect the civilians. Yeah, exactly. She does seem really upset when um, the, they get into the van and they drive to another location. And she's mm-hmm. like, we're just going to let them go. And I think that uh, just shows, again, a really early glimpse of how much Nicole just enjoys being a cop and she's there to help. And yeah. Yeah. She has uh, very much the like um, drive and need to protect people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's new to town and she doesn't know how things work and she's determined to follow police protocol, you know? Yeah. This yeah. She, yeah. She is still very much like a stickler for the rules, even though it's really hard to stick to rules if there's supernatural things at work. Right. But I mean, we're still in, we're season four and she still wants to stick to the rules. <laughs> yeah. So that's never going to change. And you've got to love that about her. Also, I just want to say I miss her little Southern charm that she had in season one. Her charm. Her Southern. Like the way she talked. But yeah, she kind of had like a southern swag. Yeah, she did. I I don't know if they purposely phased that out or not. I don't think it was. I think that probably just lends to the writers, the crew, the cast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kat herself uh, didn't necessarily have a complete grasp on the character, which happens early in TV shows. Yeah, true. But I do miss it. (laughs) Because, you know, swoon, swoon. Okay, here's a question. We're going to get controversial here. Um, Do you miss the khakis? No. I don't either. I did not like them at all. Here's the thing with khakis. All khakis, unless they're like skinny jean type khakis, Mm -hmm. all khakis make people look like they have flat butts. I agree. Nobody's butt looks good in khakis. Nobody's. Nobody's. And even, like, I've got a butt. 
you know I got a booty. Mm -hmm. My butt looks terrible in khakis. I have not worn khakis since my high school job. So I'm assuming that I would look the same. And I probably did all through high school look like I had no ass when I was at work. Well, you're at work. You don't need an ass unless you're a sex worker. That's debatable. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I did used to serve tables and I got I think I got more tips. You need because the I tips. Got, yeah, true. OK, so there's certain yeah, jobs. It's you need debatable. Ass. It's debatable. But no, I do not miss the khakis. We can debate that on a different podcast. Yeah, we'll call it khakis and ass or something more creative. Okay, so another quick question off of that one. Okay. Um, it might be more controversial than the other question, though. I love that you're getting controversial so early. Okay, yeah, I mean, episode one, let's do it. Please hate me. <laughs> right, that's... if you hate us and nobody listens after this, at least we know our expectations are met. <laughs> right, if no one listens, like if we have a few listeners for the first episode and then no one ever listens again, it might be because of my opinion on okay. this. So the Stetson, uh-huh. how do you feel about that? I don't miss it. I don't either. Thank you. It's funny. We've never talked about that, but I fucking hate that hat. And there are people that defend that hat and I don't get it. Right. Like they want her to wear it again. I hate it. Have they not seen the beanie? Right. Or the, the ball cap? Yeah. How much better? Or the loose wavy curl, like waves of the redness. That's right. like... Who... Like, I don't get missing the Stetson at all. Please don't come murder me at my sleep over this stupid fucking hat. (laughs) (laughs) But if you get murdered, if you murder her, you have to come murder me. Yeah. And then you guys will be forever famous as the Stetson murderer. But you have to do like both of us because I cannot live in a world where my (laughs) same opinion, I I would have the worst survivor's guilt. Oh, okay. if you're going to murder her for not for hating the Stetson, not missing it, then come murder me too. Yeah. Cool. We, we talked about murder in our first episode, so that's great. It's fine. I'm sorry, but the Stetson is not missed. It's terrible. Um, Honestly, yeah. I'd rather Champ come back than the Stetson. Oh my God. Yeah, actually. Same. I'm going to, now I'm really going to get <laughs> I would rather Champ come back. I would rather Nicole be back in the khakis, too. I would rather both of those things happen at the same time than her ever wear that Stetson again. I would rather her and Champ wear matching khaki (laughs) jumpsuits that zip from crotch to neck and do a dance number than have the Stetson come back. Oh, my God. We just lost every listener. Probably. It was worth it just for that mental image in my brain. Yeah, of Champ and Nicole. Yes. The khaki twins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so moving right along, mm-hmm. we get to 1-7. The yeah. first Win Hot episode, uh, we all know the seventh episode of the season tends to be their storyline. Yeah. Uh, we get to that first little taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to set up the scene, uh, I don't Stephanie, is that her name? She's having... A little engagement party? Yes, I think Stephanie's the one getting engaged, and then it's Chrissy and Waverly that are also attending the party. Uh-huh. And Dolls is gone, so yes, Winona's worried about him, so mm-hmm. she's hanging out, presumably, in his little office, mm-hmm. drinking alone. Yes, and I think she's constantly, like, calling him. Yeah, 
So she's in the police station after dark, uh, wandering the halls like a sad, drunk ghost. (laughs) And that's when she walks by uh, the main, I guess, police area and sees Nicole is still there. Mm -hmm. And she, I do want to point out, she is the one that initiates that first hang. That was my very first note on this. Okay. Is that Winona chose to go talk to Nicole? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because I honestly think if it had been the other way around, Nicole might have been too—I wouldn't say intimidated, but too much like Winona doesn't want to be my friend because she's part of BBD and mm-hmm. I'm not. So I don't. I, she might have said like a passing "hey" or whatever, but I don't mm-hmm. think she would have actually come into the room and initiated a full-on interaction. Same. I think she would have had the roles been reversed and she was going somewhere, walked past the office and noticed why Nona was in there. Mm-hmm. I think she probably would have um, looked and noticed, but probably wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, like um, she might have just kept walking. Because like you said, she, I think at this point she's getting the impression that the BBD is more important than the police, which I know she has an issue with for a really long time in this show. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Yeah. And I'm sure Winona, she thinks Winona probably thinks she's too good for her. Yeah. That's exactly kind of what my notes when I was watching that and just kind Mm -hmm. of like quickly writing. uh, Mm -hmm. That's basically my conclusion of that. And so I thought it was, I, I also think that it's interesting that Winona chose to just kind of go in and talk to her because up until this point, we don't really see Winona hanging out with anyone unless it's work related mm-hmm. or it's her sister. Yeah. Like, which, why, like it's known Winona doesn't have friends. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I made that note too, is she walks in and immediately opens up. I think my mm-hmm. boss is dead. <laughs> like, is that because she's drunk is that because she's worried? Is that because mm-hmm. she trusts Nicole's confidence because she's a yeah. cop and she's like, she won't, she won't gossip. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I notated that too. Like she immediately opens up to her. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I, I noted is that Nicole realizes right away something's wrong. That's, oh my gosh, we're going to have the same fucking, <laughs> like notes to the point, like, Exactly. I, yeah, that's it. It's because we're I have the that, same person. Yeah, like I have that she notices something's off. Uh, even though they've barely had any interactions up to this, she still notices that something's a little off with her. And then, you know, Winona kind of lies, but obviously lies. Like, she's mm-hmm. not actually trying to make her think that she's okay. Yeah, but. And and at that point, if she didn't want to talk about it, she doesn't know Nicole. Exactly. She's drunk. She's not good at feelings. <laughs> like, she can handle shit on her own. Mm-hmm. If she didn't want to talk about it, if she didn't have some level of, even the smallest le- level of trust in this stranger, she could have been like, bye, and walked away. Yeah. Like, yeah. have fun with your paperwork, nerd, and walk away. <laughs> if she doesn't say that at some point, what's the point? <laughs> right. <laughs> if she doesn't call Nicole a nerd. A nerd or a dork? I, I don't think she's been called either of those things, and I'm honestly shocked. Same, because she's got so many moments where you're like, okay, yeah. you are a dweeb. 
So, I mean, my, my, we had the same notes going along in the episode. It kind of mm. cuts away, cuts back. They're sitting on the floor drinking together. Yes. And now also, uh, Winona knows about the party. Uh-huh. Which I also found it interesting that she didn't know her sister was throwing a party at their house. Yeah. But, you know, but now she knows about that and they know that neither one of them was invited to it. And so they can kind of bond over that. My thought there, and we're not here to really dissect Waverly as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, again, no hate. That's just not what we're here no. for. But I just think probably Waverly knew her sister wouldn't be interested because it's Chrissy Nedley and it's um, Stephanie Jones. Exactly. And I I don't know what her last name is. I'm more than certain that it's Stephanie. Watch it not be anything close to Stephanie. Um, but you know what? Isn't she like dead or something? So it doesn't really matter. That's right. She's dead. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, RIP, but you know. Um, another thing that I thought too, and again, we're not here to dissect Waverly, but Waverly's character at this point is still trying to be friends with people that she doesn't even really like, uh-huh. but she feels like she has to be friends with them for some reason. And I think she knew that if she told Winona that, Winona would just keep telling her, why do you want to hang out with them? Yeah. That's stupid. You should hang out with other people. You're better than them. Yes. And she is very um, intent on gaining acceptance from everybody in town. Everybody, you know, later down in one of the episodes, Mm -hmm. she wins, you know, most popular or whatever. It's all in the smile and wave. Yeah. And um, this and that. So she is very... uh, the kind of person that seeks acceptance at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's probably has to do with her past, you know, everybody in oh, her for sure. being dead, gone or abandoned her. But yeah, and I will say this is kind of off too, cause it's more with Waverly, but watching the older episodes again, like in season one and just the first few, like how different Waverly is now is mm-hmm. incredible to me. Oh, just she's much more like the care, the character growth is so much, it's so much better. Yeah. But going back to that uh, Waverly seeking acceptance, mm-hmm. this brings me back around to Nicole and Winona sitting on the floor drinking <laughs> and they're talking about Waverly, mm-hmm. which to me, Winona holds Waverly so close to her chest. Yes. She loves her so much. That is the best part of the entire show. No. Oh, it, yes. And I'm going to I'm going to say if you don't feel that if that's not the most important show part of the show to you, then I don't think you're watching the same show as I am or grasping the point. Yeah, exactly. At all. Because that is the heart of the show. It is. Which I love. But she opens up to this again, basically a stranger. Yeah. Who about Waverly, Mm -hmm. which and then Nicole comes right back with her right back to her and says, I think Waverly spent her whole life tailoring who she is to the people she's around, Mm -hmm. which is her wanting the acceptance. But my question there is, how does Nicole know that? How long has she been in town at this point? And I'm sure there's probably somebody that did a deep dive or there's a timeline or something. I didn't. I'm sure. Yeah. But my, and then, so that kind of brings me another question is, does Winona know that Nicole kind of knows Waverly and that's why she wants to kind of bounce ideas off of her. Like have I, have I pulled her too close Mm -hmm. or is she just one of those drunk girls that 
spills her heart to whoever will listen. Yeah, that's that's kind of a good those are good questions because really we we don't know any of that. But Winona is definitely asking Nicole for advice on basically, am I being too like weird and protective of my little sister? Right. Uh, And so some of that is like, does she just see Nicole as this solid person who has her life together because she, you know, she's a cop. She has, you know, a job and I don't know, just seems all around put together. And maybe she has, she has a part of her life together that Winona feels like she doesn't have together. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe she thinks, Hey, this person would be great to ask this advice for. Yeah. We don't know if, you know, Winona knows that she does know Waverly or not. Right. Yeah. That was my thought too. Um, mm-hmm. After like, does Winona just get a sense that Nicole is a trustworthy person? Yeah. Uh, but Maybe it's just because Nicole complimented her ass. It could be. I mean, somebody, you know, says I have nice eyes and I'm like, okay, let's, uh, you know, let's talk about my entire life. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Here's the real question. Would Winona's ass still be top shelf in khakis? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's the cheap, well vodka of asses. That's what khakis does to everybody. Oh, God. I'm so khakis glad. I don't even own a pair. I'm so happy. <laughs> khakis is the I just want to get drunk for cheap and cry my eyes out of pants. Yes. Okay. I would agree. Great. Um, somebody make a sound bite of that later. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Any more thoughts of that part? Uh, um, yes, one more. So uh, Winona basically says that Waverly should be hanging out with Nicole because Mm -hmm. I guess she sees Nicole would be a good influence on Waverly Mm -hmm. just from this little tiny conversation that they had. And she almost encourages a friendship between Nicole and Waverly, which of course she doesn't know that it will be more than a friendship, but she definitely encourages some sort of relationship with them. Yeah. And I think it's because she sees just, I just think she knows right away that Nicole is just a genuine person. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the kind of person Winona used to make fun of in high school. And, yeah. Or, and maybe she still makes fun of her all the time. But <laughs> I think it is the one of the first things that she admired about Nicole. Yeah. And it's such a, a base um, attribute of who Nicole is that... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's kind of hard not to be drawn towards that, especially in a time of uncertainty and everything, which I think Winona, you know, obviously, she's in a time of uncertainty. She's the heir. Oh, for sure. And she also, and remember the scene, she still doesn't know where Dolls is. Right, right. So, but yeah, I definitely, the fact that she encourages basically like, hey, Nicole, if you get the chance, take my sister under your wing and like be a good influence on her, essentially. Mm-hmm. Don't let... Waverly turn into me because at this point, you know, Winona's not confident in herself. Oh no, she's definitely not. But she Nicole, didn't even want to come back to purgatory, you know. Right, but Nicole doesn't seem to judge her. She doesn't no. one thing I noticed is she doesn't scold Winona for having alcohol in the police station. Oh no, and I do actually want to know how Winona convinced Nicole to start drinking with her. Yeah. And sit on the floor. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, spread out the case files and start discussing it. Yes. That was another thing that I, I thought was interesting, uh, was that, you know, Winona saw one photo mm-hmm. and then just asked who it was. And immediately Nicole reaches for the whole case file. Right. And starts discussing the case with her, which there is like an immediate chemistry with them working together. They kind of bounce ideas and thoughts off of each other. So I do really like that little short segment in that scene. Yeah. And that's actually that was like literally my next note is we get. Of course it is. We get the first glimpse of how their work chemistry, how good their work chemistry is um, because of that. And then they go down to the morgue. Right. Yes. And they're immediately in work mode. Yeah. And I think they can, and it shows throughout their friendship. And I think, and that's one of the running themes of their friendship is they can go from bantering to immediately kicking ass yes. together. Yeah. Which I, I love that. Yeah. And so you kind of get that first glimpse of that. They snap right into the series shit. They go down to the morgue. And Nicole trusts Winona enough to take her to the morgue. Mm-hmm to Mm -hmm. look at this body right you know it's definitely a trust thing yeah she's extending that olive branch of like hey let's work together which i think nicole obviously she just yearns to work with black badge yeah Mm -hmm. and that doesn't i don't think that her um interest in winona and helping her and stuff is completely based on trying to get more information or get into bbd but I think it's definitely like a little bit where she's curious about it. Mm-hmm. But I I don't think it made her not genuine towards actually helping Winona. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's just more of, like you said, they're bouncing ideas off of each other. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're here. You kind of work in the same realm mm-hmm. of me. What do you think? Yeah. Um, and I also don't think that Nicole's... Um, interest in Winona, working with her, talking to her, whatever, has anything to do with Waverly at that point. No, I don't either. At, like, uh, at all. I, no. I really don't think any of their interactions have anything to do with Waverly. Uh, yeah, not. Not at not least. with, like, building their friendship. Not unless it's literally, like, Waverly's in trouble and they need to figure out how to get there to help her. Right. Um, it's not like that. I don't think that Nicole has ever used Winona to get closer to Waverly. No, 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 not at all. No. no. So, yeah, again, I just kind of have the notes about how they, you kind of see the first little glimpses of the running themes of their friendship. The work chemistry, the first time Nicole rolls her eyes and takes the booze away from Winona. <laughs> I mean, there's always booze involved. Yeah, but you know, she's just like, we're working, let me take that. I mean, um, honestly, they were they were working before, too. But I guess this is just more serious. More serious. They're in a morgue. There's dead bodies. Have a little respect. <laughs> just, you know, don't put the alcohol bottle on the table with the dead girl. Um, okay, fair it's, point. <laughs> it's the first time that you see uh, Nicole step in front of Winona to protect her when there's a sudden threat. The doctor sneaks up on him or whatever. Or oh, if- yes. I... I uh, I have that written down too. Mm-hmm. And I also, so from the photo, I guess they couldn't tell that the girl looked like Winona, but I guess seeing the full like dead body, they were like, Hey, it looks like you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Nicole's also starting to put stuff together with this case, this particular case that Winona is kind of in the center of this. 
Mm-hmm. But it definitely has something to do with her. And she kind of starts getting these facial expressions, kind of like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Well, Nicole's not dumb. No, Maybe. she's not. Not at all. You see that very, very early on. But yeah, I, um, I have the note written here that the guy, you know, the doctor or whatever comes and he scares them. And Nicole actually turns, she makes herself bigger to mm-hmm. sh- um, shield more of Winona. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I'm sure that's just a reflex of being a cop. Yes. But, um, I, it shows her personality, though, and her willingness to sacrifice herself. Exactly. Um, and it's not the last time she protects Winona that way. So well, No. And then you kind of get, you know, they go to investigate the noise or whatever. They split up. <laughs> Winona, or not Winona, Nicole quips. Don't shoot me, Earp. Uh, so it's kind of the first time that Nicole calls her Earp in a working sense, but it's also the first time she like jokes with her in yeah in it that is. way, like ha ha ha, you know. Uh, the first kind of time she jokingly um, acknowledges, not even acknowledges, because I don't think Winona's a fuck up. But Winona thinks Winona's a fuck up. Yeah, yeah. So this is kind of the first time she picks at that, which um, everybody does. Mm-hmm. They go into the cooler, you know, the door closes, and the first thing out of, you know, Winona's mouth is Nicole. Um, is that because she's scared? Is that because she's worried about the girl? Is that because she's calling for help? Um, yeah. So Yeah, so my thing there was, is, did she think Nicole slammed the door, or does, is she afraid and wanting calling for backup kind of thing? Yeah, um, in my, in my, the tone, I think it was more like she's calling out to her to A, make sure she's okay, and B, to call attention over to her. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, they see the, you know, her nose starts bleeding once they Mm kind of meet back up. They see the card. Yeah, and the eyes are, like, glued open or something, too. Yeah. And so, you know, Winona does what Winona does best, and she runs away when she's freaked out or things yeah. too heavy. And Nicole, she, well, she runs and runs to look for booze. Yeah. And Nicole's <laughs> right behind her because she wants to hopefully make her feel better. Feel better, and I think she also wants answers at this point because it is getting a little weird, mm-hmm. you know, and... Nicole is frustrated with being kept in the dark, which is a running theme for a while. It, for a really long time. Yeah, I mean, and, I, and that's completely understandable. It would be mm-hmm. so annoying because you right. would feel like it's stopping you from doing your actual job. Yeah, yeah. So she, it's kind of like, yeah, she wants answers. She wants to make sure Wynona's okay. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting in this scene is when Wynona, obviously she's looking for alcohol. She's freaked out. Nicole asks her, you know, like what's going on again, mm-hmm. looking for answers and Winona immediately lies. Oh, you know, uh, yeah. Part. Just deflects like the whole time. And Nicole calls her out. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I think I, I love about their friendship, their, their dynamic as, you know, their work chemistry and their personal chemistry. Yeah. Is Nicole just does not put up with Winona's shit. Oh, I know. She's one of the only ones too, that just does like, does not at all put up with the stupid shit that Winona tries to pull with people. Right. I mean, yeah, she'll go along with her shenanigans or her, <laughs> you know, like, uh, crazy harebrained schemes, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, when it's down to business and, you know, Winona's not facing something like she should or she's lying or she's deflecting or changing the subject, Nicole's yeah. like, no. Like, she... 
tough love, so to speak. Like, Nicole yeah. is her tough love center, and that happens time and time again. Yes. Which I love. And then I found it interesting that Winona was like, okay, the deflecting didn't work, so I'm going to lash out and call mm-hmm. her a rookie flatfoot and tell her that she's confused and doesn't understand what's going on. Which... Uh, which Nicole just kind of, she almost just brushes that off, which I found interesting. The When Nicole gets defensive is when Winona accuses her of, of being. being the one, of being the one who put the playing card in the, in the dead body's mouth and, you know, like just started accusing her of all of those things, which I think Winona resorted to because she didn't want to keep having the conversation because I don't think that she thought Nicole was doing that to her. Oh, absolutely not. I think she deflecting didn't work, lashing out and calling her a name didn't work. So she went to that. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the fact that she didn't trust Nicole. She hates Mm -hmm. Nicole. She was trying to get out of that situation. And I think she just wanted Nicole to stop asking questions. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, because she didn't want, she didn't, she doesn't have answers. She didn't want to, she didn't know the answers. She was freaking out. She needed a moment to process, to get her bearing, to figure out what she's doing next. And Nicole was immediately like, what's going on? And so, yeah, she pushes her away by calling her a rookie flatfoot that doesn't know what she's doing. And like for a minute there, you can see Nicole's hurt for like a split second. Oh, yeah. Because, and that again comes back to Nicole she's so serious about work and her accomplishments and her, uh, mm-hmm. you know, accolades. She wants to be taken seriously as a cop, but yeah. even that, that didn't slow her down. So, you know, yeah. I know just went, she went down the list of defense mechanisms. She really much. did. And I, I found that really funny because I probably didn't notice this the other times that I've watched, but watching it with the perspective of, Oh, Hey, we're going to talk about this. So I need to actually, you know, pay attention and follow things a little bit better. Mm-hmm. It was like, holy shit, these are just every little piece of defense mechanism that you could possibly do to get someone to leave you alone. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it ends with Nicole kind of coming back with a dig of her own and then she just walks away. Mm-hmm. And then I, before the scene cuts out, so why is standing there like alone and she does this little like, shrug or hand movement that looks so much just like utter frustration Mm -hmm. and I think she's almost like frustrated at herself because she was having kind of like a fun and good night you know with someone she doesn't have friends and she was probably like oh man I finally was making a friend and I fucked and I now I fucked that up too right she was making somebody that's cool with a gun that is badass and somebody, you know? Yeah. And I think Nicole almost felt that way too, which is, I think why she was so hurt by Winona's words. It was like, like, dude, I I just got to this town and I really thought I was finally like making a good friend. Yeah. Considering no one invites me to parties and no one invites you either. (laughs) Right. No, I think, yeah, they genuinely had a good time together. Mm -hmm. They got to know, you know, who knows what they talked about when they were drinking. <laughs> um, and then they, again, there was that point where they snapped into work mode and it's just mm-hmm. so, and it was effortless for them. They're like, Hey, this needs to be handled. We're going to yeah. go do it. And so I think both of them, you know, why pushes her away and goes down the list of defensive me- mechanisms. And then Nicole gets frustrated, says her thing, walks away. Like, I'm not going to let you bully me. Yeah, exactly. 
And so they're both at this point just like frustrated how it played out. Not necessarily towards each other. I don't think they hate each other. They're mad at each other. They're not enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a hot button issue for me. Oh, same. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like people just aren't watching the same show sometimes. It's uh, interesting. Um, so moving towards the end to the end of the episode, very, very, very important. There's three V's on my on my paper, so it's very, very, very important. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Why Nona wants to tell Nicole everything. Yes. I have a comment before that happens. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, Nicole's at the homestead taking statements because of an incident that had happened at the homestead the night before. But I found it interesting. So again, why Nona initiates conversation. Yes. She comes out of the house. And she had to know Nicole was there. She walks directly towards her. So even if she's leaving for a different reason... Like, she could have just waited in Nicole, until Nicole left, but right. she didn't. So she obviously wants to talk to her. Yeah, she could have been, uh, she could have stayed inside and um, comforted Waverly or whatever the yeah, case may exactly. be. Waited for yeah. Nicole to leave and then gone to leave to do whatever she was going to do. But no, yeah, you're right. She does. So, She's the one. Yeah, so I do think her main reason for coming out, because I, we didn't really know what the main reason was for. Like, maybe she was going somewhere and then saw Nicole there or whatever, but... I really do think like the main reason for her coming out was to patch things up with Nicole. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. And she immediately realizes, you know, she was in the wrong. Yeah. And um, the conversation doesn't start hostile either. Like no. it's very, it's a little awkward at first. Right. Um, but neither one of them is wanting to go to that same place that they had left it the night before. Yeah, there's no eye rolls, there's no mm-hmm. um, snide remarks like, oh, now you want to talk to me or anything yeah. like that. You, you do for a split second, Nicole's like, are you sure a rookie flat foot can understand? Yeah. To, um, and I think that's, again, less about being mad at Winona, but more about she takes her job, her title so seriously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then uh, Winona says... Hey, you want to get out of here? I could murder pack a st- uh, stack of pancakes and we yeah. can and we can talk re- like really talk, mm-hmm. which is so important. Well, it's important that they're getting breakfast because you don't get <laughs> breakfast with someone that you don't like. Uh, yeah, who, that's true. Who wants to start their day that way? Like yeah. going out to breakfast is a holy thing for me. <laughs> like I don't want to go out to breakfast with unless you're like one of my absolute best friends. I'm not getting out of bed for you. Exactly. I'm not putting on pants like, for you. I'm like Winona was up that she was probably up early, dressed and ready to go out to breakfast. She or doesn't they, seem like that type of person for me. Yeah, no, or they were up all night and instead like Winona could have easily been like I'm going to call I've been up all night. I'm going to call it a day. We'll talk later or we'll talk never. Yeah. <laughs> she made it. She, yeah, she made it a point to say, like, I know we had a rough night. Things got a little heated. Mm-hmm. My, my, my bad, bro. Uh, <laughs> let's go get something to eat, and I'll let you know what's going on. Yeah, I, that to me is just that's such an important thing going forward. Mm-hmm. And that is one of my main points. Looking back, when people use the sentiment that they were frenemies to friends. Um, yeah, which is interesting to me because I never see a moment of them being enemies. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, I just uh, it's 
interesting to me. Like I would be open to hear someone's opinion about that. I'm not going to be like completely stepping on somebody's toes with that, but it's interesting how other people have a different perspective on that. Yeah, no. Oh, absolutely. Uh, For me, when I see that and I'm like, well, where, like, where's the proof? Um, Because I, like you said, I've never seen that sort of thing. Do they have tension? Sure. Do they butt heads a little? Sure. Mm -hmm. But I don't ever see that. And so, yeah, I would definitely like to see, you know, somebody be like, well, here's my perspective. This is how um, I understand the character and the interaction that makes me, you know, see that they're enemies or frenemies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I don't see it. Uh, So that just, you know, that episode, it was fun as far as. The whole episode as a whole is just funny because you've got, you know, your scissoring strippers and your the one liner, (laughs) the one liners just always every single episode are absolutely amazing. Yeah, you have you have big Nate, you have big gay Nicole being big gay Nicole being like, well, your your ass is top shelf. But you also have Winona not at all batting an eye at that. Well, no, I mean, also girl knows her ass is top shelf. Like, right. What the fuck, Stephanie? Right. If that is her name. (laughs) <laughs> I, I like I'm that's what we're calling her right Stephanie if that's your real name whatever Chrissy's friend Chrissy's friend that's actually just what we should call her <laughs> will Chrissy Nedley ever make another appearance on the show I think she does recently I think I think she well does. I guess there really hasn't been much recently well she wasn't but... in four one I know you <laughs> um but I yeah. think she does okay I feel like she wasn't in season three, but that could just be me not remembering. Not paying attention because there's so much depth and there's so much layers to the show that literally every time I rewatch it, I see something new or hear something new. Yeah, for sure. But since you brought up favorite one-liners, what Oof. was yours? Okay. I feel like I had a few, but I think I'm just going to have to go with the scissoring stripper. <laughs> That's just absolutely an amazing line because it's so funny and I felt like it eased the tension between Nicole and Winona in that scene because it was (laughs) the first time they were kind of talking again after their fight yeah so when she's like oh Chrissy told me that Waverly scissored a stripper it's just it's such a good line to open that conversation up with it really is (laughs) so what about yours it's top shelf ass. I mean, okay. <laughs> that's just kind of the jumping off point to their friendship. That's the moment yeah. where there's just I think there's just a level of comfort that when you meet your best friend soulmate, the person you're supposed to just have shenanigans with and whatever, you 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 reach that level of comfort where you can say stuff like that and you think stuff like that's funny. And to yeah. me, that's just that's just my favorite. That's true. Because I feel like you reach the level of comfort so much faster than you do with other people. Right. And when you say the words top shelf, you know exactly who we're talking about. Yes. It's, it's you know, that that is Winona and Nicole. You say, yeah. uh, you know, if they were to have like a, a Winona Earp association game, like word association, <laughs> you know, you say top shelf, say Nicole and Winona. Yes, for sure. That's a, one thing about uh, season one is uh, the, the quips and the one-liners. There are, you know, obviously quite a few. There's the comedy aspect, but they just get better and better as the seasons go on. So, you know, I'm sure once we get a little further down the timeline, it's going to be easier to uh, we're going to have a plethora of ones to pick from. 
Oh, there are definitely certain episodes that I know we're going to have so much to talk about because, you know, it's so much Winona and Nicole together. And mm-hmm. there are, so, I'm already thinking of like how many lines I like from certain episodes that they're oh. in together yeah. that I'm just like, oh, I won't be able to pick one. Or one thing that I've noticed doing the kind of rewatch focus on them is some one-liners or little quips between them happen so fast in like a passing scene sometimes, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, captions and, you know, like having the subtitles on. Mm -hmm. Yes. That is my jam. Yes. Same. It's always on. I will not watch Netflix or Hulu or any of that without the subtitles on. Yes. Speaking of subtitles, though, we are going to um, include a transcript for the episodes for the uh, definite deaf and hard of hearing hopefully by the time we post the episodes the transcript will be done too um, but if not uh, our goal is to make sure each one of them have it eventually yes i mean i i would like to be able to post them at the exact same time yeah so mm-hmm. um, we're going to be doing it ourselves hopefully it's not too overwhelming right but if I there's anybody out there that wants to help us out you know <laughs> <they're> <laughs> welcome to um, it has to be out Skype. Of... Let's see how many times I say like, and <laughs> uh, how many times I say um or honestly. Honestly, honestly though, I think we've reached kind of the stopping point of this first episode. We're going to kind of be breaking down the timeline of their friendship, the development of their friendship, while slowly catching up to what is currently airing. That's not to say we won't talk about what has currently aired. Um, That's not to say we won't bring in other subject matter. Um, But I think our main goal is to kind of celebrate all of their friendship. And that includes the whole entire timeline of their friendship. Um, So that's kind of the first goal. So that's where we're stopping for today as far as um, talking about uh, their their growth and their their no. We, we've we've gotten to the first little foundation of their friendship, which is mm-hmm. that is going to wrap it up for our first episode today. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, maybe got some new insights. We saw how compatible we are as friendship uh, friends. <laughs> and that's why we love Nicole and Winona, because they ref- they're a reflection of us and our friendship. So follow us on Twitter. That's T.S. Shenanigans at Twitter. Um, there's a link for our anchor page, which is our hosting site for the podcast, anchor.fm forward slash top shelf shenanigans. And then I believe they're going to be available on Apple, Google, CastBox, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Tweet us our, your thoughts, your feelings, um, slide into our DMs if you want. Uh, also, any artwork, fanfic, shops, Anything containing to and centered around why not uh, send it our way and we are going to celebrate it just as much as uh, we're celebrating their friendship between us. We want to celebrate it throughout the entire fandom. So um, throw all of that stuff our way. Thanks for listening. In times of trouble, just think, why not? Okay, bye. (laughs) We don't know how to end this. Bye. Bye. We're done. Stop listening. (laughs) Hang up. Click. No, you hang up. You hang up.